If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. I truly believe that every single trauma or tragedy is a potential trigger for our triumph. Every trial, tribulation, tragedy that we face in our life is truly a potential, because it matters how we show up, is a potential trigger for a future triumph in our life. Mm. I have no question about it. The problem is so many of us get lost in the tragedy. We miss our opportunity that that was a trigger and a calling for our triumph. 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 For our a seriously opinionated podcast, bringing you the real and raw on anything happening while Black. If Black culture's there, we're there. If you're pissed or empowered, then let's talk about it. Ride with us on this all Black everything. Everybody, welcome back to Wild Black. I don't know if you heard last week's episode but I hope you did. As a matter of fact, if you didn't, you need to go back and listen to it. Because what happened was, in my opinion, it was such a powerful episode that exampled what so many of us go through in this world related to corporate America and how we strive and survive through it. And even though we recorded that episode months ago now, in the time that I released it last week and heard it, I had this idea to take the concepts introduced further. And I had had a perfect person to do it with. So before I bring her to the microphone, I just want to talk to you a little bit about that episode, what it stirred up in me, and what I think we can do here. So for me, I think about our horizon as Black people and the fact that it's limitless. And as much and as often as situations and systematic barriers and racism and corporate obstacles are positioned to limit our progress, the thing we've got to understand is we have a say in how we respond and what we accept and how we manage through it. Now, don't, don't misunderstand me because I'm not saying that these things don't exist. They're real. I know they're real because I've dealt with some of them. As a matter of fact, our guest today helped me deal with some of them. But we can choose how to fight them and how to better ourselves, right? Hell, sometimes bettering ourselves 
is a big step in changing these barriers. And we have the tools in our shed that are needed. They're specifically designed to better us and help us reach these goals. In spite of the obstacles, we just have to know when to grab them. So last week, we featured Kim, dynamic woman who went through hell as she managed her corporate life, so much that it bled into her personal life. And one thing I know for sure, right? I don't know a whole lot for sure, but one thing I know for sure is that when corporate negative begins to impact our personal, not only do we lose happiness, but the cycle worsens when we struggle to cope. All of a sudden, the conversations that should be about support on the job turn into conversations of performance on the job. All of a sudden, these conversations at home with our spouses and with our partners and with our friends and with our family should be about partnership, but turn into arguments, right? We have some say in how these things go. Now, I won't say we've all been there because I can't presume that, but I have been there. And I can assume that many of you have as well. But how do we change these situations? How do we rewrite the story before it goes to print? We revisit that tools thing that I brought up. We can bring them in. We can tag these tools. We can call in the Calvary. And today, our guest is a powerful tool that can help us get this job done. Hell, she's more than a tool. Like, I, I think Zuri is more like a legal performance enhancing drug or something. She's powerful. She is willing. She is available. And she is dedicated to us. Again, I know this from experience. So let me shut up. You know, I can talk a lot sometimes, especially when art's not here. Maybe I'm trying to fill the space. Who knows? Maybe it's just the fact that my wife isn't here to tell me to be quiet. Maybe I need that. Let me introduce to Wild Black, a transformational coach leading black women towards passion-filled, abundant lives by healing the cracks we all bear, Missouri Walker. Her work extends through personal lives and corporate organizations, and I am lucky, so lucky to have been one of the many folks who have benefited directly from her coaching. Zuri, welcome to Wild Black. How are you? I am wonderful, and thank you for that <clears throat> wonderful introduction. So happy to be Listen, here. Listen, I just speak truth, and, 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 and you help with that. So that's all I could do. <laughs> Why don't you tell the people listening just a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Yes. So I am a transformational coach and an executive coach. And I work with, I have two sets of people that I work with. I work with professional Black women. And I also work now, um, I have a separate arm, just my one-to-one coaching where I work with C-suite executives, startup founders, and others who are really in a space where they are ready to make profound changes in their lives because it's impacting not just themselves, but their companies that they're running. Love it. Love it. Love it. You've listened to episodes before, so you know what comes next. We got to jump into this wild black shit. Our, our, our listeners love it. It's always fun. Are you ready? Let's get it. All right. Three questions. The first one. I don't know about you, but I grew up in an ass whooping friendly household. Mom <laughs> and dad did not spare the rod. And I can remember, <laughs> I can't even be still when I say this, I can remember more than one time that I got that work. Grandma, mom, in extreme cases, dad will put that work in. So, for black folks, which of the following offenses would you consider the highest priority in the, in, in the playing field of ass whoopings? I got a couple things. As a kid, 
cursing, not cursing at your parents, but cursing and your parents hear it, talking back to a teacher, sneaking out the house, or stealing anything from anybody or any place. Which one of those is the highest priority ass-whooping moment? Or you can, have, you can write it in if you need to. Yeah, I got to write it in. You didn't say it. Talking back got? to your parents. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I got that. I got that one. My white friends couldn't understand. They're like, wait, what? But you didn't do anything. Oh, I talked back. I did plenty. <laughs> and I'm walking funny right now because of it. <laughs> I won't talk back to my mama right now. And I'm 46 years old. Not at all. Hmm. All right, question two. This one, I don't envy you on this one. Music is so deeply tied to who we are. It, it lives in so many of our most meaningful moments. It's, it's such a central theme in our lives, our entertainment, and our movies. But we're going to stick on movies right now. So, if you had to eliminate one of the following musical-based movies, one has to go. Every meme, every joke, every call-out, every association with the movie also has to go. Which one are you letting go? The five heartbeats? That was my reaction too, right? <laughs> Dream girls? What's love got to do with it? The color purple? Or the whiz? Oh, <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> I told you I did not envy you on this one. Oh, oh. You know what? I, I got it. I got it. Because if I just think about like every single one of those, when you do it, there's exchanges to this day. Not a week goes by that we haven't used. And I mean, I can't get rid of Eddie Kane. Come on now. Thank you. That's my movie. I think, oh, gosh. You know, sadly enough, I think in terms of impact still today, it's got to be the whiz. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's. I yeah, haven't quoted, you. You, you know, like I've eased, you know, I did a little ease on down, you know, a few months ago, but in terms of that is still active and alive, every single one of those other ones. Yeah. Active. And alive. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I still got a nights like this, I wish, you yes, know. For Mervis Diamond Importers, I'm Ronnie Mervis. Along the edge of the African continent lies an isolated coast where millions of diamonds have been hurled by a volcano into the sea. For centuries, they've been scattered by the waves. Entry to the area is forbidden. 200 miles of coast are guarded by dogs and electric fences. A constant battle is fought against the fierce Atlantic Ocean to harvest the seabed. Giant earth movers shift the beach sand, searching for diamonds. The diamonds that are recovered are excellent. Mervis imports them to DC, and for three generations has offered them to you. When you're thinking world-class diamonds, visit Mervis Diamond Importers. You'll be impressed at the amazing beauty of our incredible collection. Mervis Diamond Importers. Mervis means more diamonds, much better quality, and the most value. Mervis is the ringleader for the latest engagement rings and wedding bands. 
Easy financing is available. For an appointment, go to MervisDiamond.com or call 800-HER-LOVE. That's MervisDiamond.com or 800-HER-LOVE. I got oh my God. but love for you, baby. <laughs> oh, come on. Come on now. And don't even get me started. Look, give me goosebumps. We had drink. Oh. I mean, Dream Girls was in the Oscars last night. Come on now. Yep. So, yes. It I, would have to be The Wiz. I agree. I mean, I saw The Wiz. Stephanie Mills. My parents took me to see it, but. You're, the way you walk through that, I absolutely have to agree. I mean, the color purple. Lord knows the color purple. Oh, my goodness. I can't even give voice to the color purple about a consideration. Right. It's so strong. They're doing it again today with a, with a brand new cast. You know you can't get rid of that one. You handled that question, though. Whew. All right. Our third and signature question on Wild Black. Wow. Yes. What do you love most about life, Wild Black? Oh, God. Life. Wild Black. I mean, come on. We are, we are just the most amazing people. So I was ready for it, but you asked a slightly different question sometimes. Now, what I love the most about life, Wild Black, is we are some creative mofo. Mm-hmm. We are just the most creative people that I know, and on a dime, creative in what we produce and bring into this planet, creative and just in every single thing. Like, it, it, it speaks to the volume and depth of what we carry inside, which is what I'm going to touch on a little later. And the one thing the one space that we have always given ourselves permission because a lot of society and conditioning has cut us off from a lot of parts of us where they are not prepared for us. The one thing that we do have permission is on our creativity. And it Mm -hmm. is profound and life-changing. And every time we put out something, it's not just us. It touches every corner and aspect of culture, of society, of this world. And it is amazing. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. All right, dope quote. The dope quote is something from religion, history, science, math maybe, pop culture, everywhere. But it has relevance and impact on the theme of what we're talking today. So I want to read you this quote and then get your your very quick thoughts on it. You ready? If you don't like something, change it. If you can't change it, change your attitude by Miss Maya Angelou. When you hear that, Zuri, what comes to mind for you? Ah, gosh, yes. Our little chit-chat before I was actually going to uh, bring that up. That is a a life mantra of mine. Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. it is so profound in terms of how we show up in this world, how we are called to show up for ourselves and for each other, especially in these times. And I think the two, both are needed. If you don't like something, change it because we are called in these turbulent transitional times to step up for ourselves and others in changing what's happening. And at the same time, there is a profound shift 
that is required in us, in our attitude about ourselves, about yeah. this world, about what it is, the meaning we are giving things, that is also called to shift. Mm. I love that. You, you, you did not come here to play today. I see that all right. Came to oh, slay, <laughs> boo. Came to slay. <laughs> All right, cool. I love it. All right, so we're going to move into the main part of the interview. I'm going to start with a broad question. So let's start with this. In your lane, in your world, in your experience, what is it that you want Black people to know undoubtedly? Undoubtedly, I want Black people to know that we have been universally conditioned from multiple, multiple sources, society, family structures, and so forth. And your conditioning is not who you are. Mm. There is so much of the stories and bullshit that we carry about who we are, what life looks like, what I'm supposed to be, who I'm supposed to be, how I show up in this world, what that looks like. And then we police each other on maintaining the false conditionings that have been put upon ourselves. And that is not who we are. And it is so time for us to give ourselves permission to shed the story, shed the bullshit, shed the conditioning, to be able to do the deep work to understand who we are and let that out and know that that may exist in a world beyond anything that we can conceive of. All right. There are a couple things I want to dig into that. We'll do it throughout the episode. I want to start us with last week's episode. You heard it. And, and what I really want to ask to start with is what struck you? What, what did you take away when you heard Kim's story? And I just want to send some love out to Kim. I think she is a phenomenal woman. Just, yes. just phenomenal. And, you know, I love... It's heartbreaking, and I love her story with how she used right. it, um, used it as you know a shift in her life, which was one of the things yes. I wanted to talk about. Um, the first part is the I remember she said, "But I did everything right," and she did in the context of how we are trained and conditioned around that, and especially in managing. And, you know, navigating corporate world and everything absolutely, absolutely did that. And we see where that can get us, Mm -hmm. you know, and that to me is part of the problem is because we condition and we have been training ourselves of how to survive, Mm. not how to thrive. And we teach and pass down the lessons and skills of survival. And that's what that was. That's what she was utilizing because that's what we're given. And then Kim hit that break of this is not actually, you know, literally the breakdown where her body was like, uh, this isn't working for me. And realized this, I need a new set of tools for how I want to move through and navigate life. And the thing is, you can't, you know, there's nothing to feel bad about because she, you know, did everything that she was taught and how to show up as a smart, talented, 
uh, intelligent, professional woman. But one of the things that is so challenging is because we, we are taught survival skills while others are taught, I like to say, thribal skills. And there's yeah. a privilege. That is a privilege that you get to exist and show up and learn how to thrive because you don't have to live with struggling to and being taught how to move through the world to make sure you literally come home alive. You know, and that we that's ingrained in our DNA going back from slavery on multiple levels. We have the weight of so many things of generational pains and traumas that just keep happening. Like we're in a generation today. What's I mean, we don't have you know, we don't have the physical shackles. We've got other kinds of shackles. It's, it hasn't changed. And so that's why these survival skills continue to perpetuate. They're needed. Yet we are living in a very different time and age. And it mm. is time for us to start learning, perpetuating, and teaching the thriving skills. Mm. I'm looking for my applause button, my snaps button. I'm looking for all the buttons. Man, this is, I can already tell this is going to be an amazing episode. You, you talked about the training and the conditioning, right? And the way I think about things is we can't change anything until we face it. I think that might be a ball in quote. Um, but to add to it, we can't face anything until we recognize it. So how do we begin to recognize this conditioning and this training that we've been subjected to? Yeah. Um, that is part of what I call, what we call in my spiritual world, doing the work. Yeah. And at first, I mean, there's just awareness. You can start to see it and being aware. But if you really want to become intricately aware of how it's impacting you, then you've got to enter into a depth of a relationship with yourself that most of us have. For Mervis Diamond Importers, I'm Ronnie Mervis. Along the edge of the African continent lies an isolated coast where millions of diamonds have been hurled by a volcano into the sea. For centuries they've been scattered by the waves. Entry to the area is forbidden. 200 miles of coast are guarded by dogs and electric fences. A constant battle is fought against the fierce Atlantic Ocean to harvest the seabed. Giant earth movers shift the beach sand, searching for diamonds. The diamonds that are recovered are excellent. Mervis imports them to DC, and for three generations has offered them to you. When you're thinking world-class diamonds, visit Mervis Diamond Importers. You'll be impressed at the amazing beauty of our incredible collection. Mervis Diamond Importers. Mervis means more diamonds, much better quality, and the most value. Mervis is the ringleader for the latest engagement rings and wedding bands. Easy financing is available. For an appointment, go to MervisDiamond.com or call 800-HER-LOVE. That's MervisDiamond.com or 800-HER-LOVE. We're not taught. I mean, let's be honest. We are taught about relating to the outside world, to others, to media, to distractions. We do not, and this isn't even just black people, this is Western society. Right. We do not teach self-awareness. We do not teach the skills of going within and quieting our mind and connecting, being in active 
connection with our soul. We do not give ourselves permission to actually get in touch and work with the feelings, excuse me, shit ton of feelings and emotions that really the survival skills have taught us to suppress not actually process and release. And the more we are able to actually be in touch with ourselves, we will start to recognize the difference between who I authentically am and what the world is calling for, you know, is asking me to show up and so forth and fit into and fit into certain boxes. And that's everything from our personalities to how we present and show ourselves to our hair to everything. Man. You said so much that was amazing there, right? even down to like the relationship with ourself and, and how important and powerful that is. I'm also going to double back to that. I'm, I gotta, I'm taking notes. Like I'm taking notes during today's call. One of the things that, that Kim talked about in her time with us, well, she used the word trauma, right? I, I'm, I'm pretty sure she also said PTSD. And I'm sure I know the answer to this question, but I, I want to ask it because I'm, I'm sure there are also people out there who may not agree with me. Is work trauma and work-related PTSD a real thing? And am I abnormal for feeling them? Yes. No. Come on. Of course it is real. Of course it is real. And no, you are not. Yeah. And the thing about the thing about work trauma is when something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. It's the part of what makes it so traumatic is the unconscious, the unwritten contracts that we think exist. Mm. We think it, I will have a safe environment to show up in. We think that the agreement is if I show up and work hard, I will be rewarded. Mm. We think that if I do so, all the things. Right. And so what makes it so traumatic is that those unwritten contracts are broken. And not only are they broken, but you are forced, the way that it happens is it forces you to question yourself. And people force you, you know, everything around because those systems are supported to support itself, not you. In most cases, there are, you know, the uh, nature of corporate culture is starting to slowly shift. And in ironic, and uh, the irony is the pandemic helped with that a little bit, where we had to start becoming real people 
Like there's no, there's a child running behind me and I can't help it. And that's except it's real. But um, those unwritten contracts are broken and it's a double offense with what you're experiencing. And the problem is you're forced, first of all, you're forced to question yourself and everything about yourself. Wait, did I? Did I miss that? Did I do something wrong? Am I messing up? And then on top of it, if and when you do actually get support, a lot of times because of all of that unconscious conditioning, sometimes people in our structures don't even give, they, they don't even give support like, yes, that is absolutely wrong versus, oh, you know, go ahead, you know, suck it up, buck up. You know, you can get through it or just put your head down or what what have you, which makes it even more traumatic for that. Have we gotten to a place where work trauma and instances of racism and bias at work are so commonplace that we begin to expect and accept them? How do we get past that? How do we get around that? How do we, how do we teach and tell ourselves that this isn't normal? And how do we begin to fix it? Oh, you're, so we're just having light, simple conversation, I take it. <laughs> how much. do we fix institutional racism? <laughs> Very much. Just a, just a little something. Just a little. So I'm going to back into that. Because okay. it goes to um, something else that came up for me when listening to last week's um, podcast about mm-hmm. what Kim, what was going on with Kim and how she managed that. And mm-hmm. when we are faced with that, I believe we have to ask ourselves a fundamental question in terms of what is my calling? What's my role here? Not my role and how that, why this happened. What's my, like, my soul's calling and how I'm approaching? Because get ready for this. Here's another little soundbite for you. I truly believe that every single trauma or tragedy is a potential trigger for our triumph. Every trial, tribulation, tragedy that we face in our life is truly a potential, because it matters how we show up, is a potential trigger for a future triumph in our life. Mm. I have no question about it. The problem is so many of us get lost in the tragedy. We miss our opportunity that that was a trigger and a calling for our triumph. We get stuck Mm -hmm. and our systems have us just get lost and stuck in the way. And we miss the gift and the blessing of what that was there for us because it is calling to move us out, move us up or move us through something. It is calling for us to be strengthened to learn something, to get retooled, to level up. All of that, I know I'm on my, I'm in the pulpit now. All of that is what that is about. But the problem is because of our systems, because of our structures, because of how we're doing, we get lost and miss our triumphs. <sighs> Sorry, you, I, I lied. I said earlier, you made it easy. You're making it hard. How do I pick? Goodness gracious. I love everything you just said. And, and what it, 
what it brought to me was we often are taught by the examples that we see around us. And unfortunately, we're blazing trails that were impossible for our older generations to blaze, right? So we have to be our own examples in a lot of places. Not all, but in a lot of places. So when you do not have the experience and you do not have the example of how to turn tragedy tragedy into triumph, how do you figure out how to take advantage of that moment? And that, that is, <laughs> therein lies the rub. That right. is the tough part. But so that comes, and we're still piece by piece going to answer that question. In, in that moment, and I'm always teaching my clients this, when I do my group coaching, I'm teaching them, is to stop and ask, what is the gift in this? What is the blessing in this for me? Because I truly believe, as a woman of faith, everything is happening for me. And the more I do my work in getting conscious of my calling and where I'm trying to go, it it no longer sees a, why is this happening for me? Like, oh, I get it. This is happening for me. This is my level up. And here's the simple question is to ask, is this my level up literally for me to level up in this organization? Or is this my level up to level out? And it's my Mm. shift for me to shift because we need just as much people who are breaking out and starting their own things and pivoting and shifting and breaking just straight creating the new as we need the people who are called to bust it up within that organization and work and work their way up and be the game changers from within. And so you've got to be able to take that pause. And this is where women like Kim, women like me who are there to coach and support you, even just, you know, reaching out because you, it is hard. We try and do it all on our own, which is a mistake, whereas right. you've got to get support. But to stop and ask. For Mervis Diamond Importers, I'm Ronnie Mervis. Along the edge of the African continent lies an isolated coast where millions of diamonds have been hurled by a volcano into the sea. For centuries, they've been scattered by the waves. Entry to the area is forbidden. 200 miles of coast are guarded by dogs and electric fences. A constant battle is fought against the fierce Atlantic Ocean to harvest the seabed. Giant earth movers shift the beach sand, searching for diamonds. The diamonds that are recovered are excellent. Mervis imports them to DC, and for three generations has offered them to you. When you're thinking world-class diamonds, visit Mervis Diamond Importers. You'll be impressed at the amazing beauty of our incredible collection. Mervis Diamond Importers. Mervis means more diamonds, much better quality, and the most value. Mervis is the ringleader for the latest engagement rings and wedding bands. Easy financing is available. For an appointment, go to MervisDiamond.com or call 800-HER-LOVE. That's MervisDiamond.com or 800-HER-LOVE. Yourself, why am I here? What is my calling? And I've, you know, I've coached people where literally... When they realize, oh, my calling is to, is to bust some shit up and change stuff here, it takes a whole different spin as to when things are happening and how I react and respond versus, oh, 
you know what? This is making it really clear. This actually just created space for that thing in me that I've been too afraid to go and create and build. And now, Mm. oh, making it easy. I'm going to go do this. I may not go do this today, but I can see my clear path. So use this as your opportunity for clarity, because that's what that chaos is creating through chaos. Oftentimes, it is the biggest, fastest trigger for you to get the clearing and the clarity of where you were called to be. That's why it's a trigger. When does the book come out? Like, when are you putting this in print so everybody can get it? Good, good Lord. Oh, we started the book. Good, good. You absolutely need to. <laughs> like, no bullshit at all. You, you've talked to me enough to know, like, this is my authentic reaction. Like, we need more of this. So we, we talked about tragedy into triumph. But there's, a, there's another side to that path that people go down often, right? And when I, when I think about the impact of these things that happen at work and in our personal life and how they begin to impact us slowly, right? I can, again, I can think about my own experience and how it was little by little by little until all of a sudden there was a problem. Right. There's there's and I recognize it's a problem because it impacts my ability to live and manage my life the way I did just the day before. So let, let's talk a little bit about the, the journey of that turning into a real problem. When I think about how this impacted me and how it's impacted people that I've spoken to, I often think about the, the conversation of the story of a frog being boiled. Right. It happens very slowly. So the frog doesn't even recognize it's in danger or jeopardy until it's too late. Right. How do we as people avoid not recognizing or realizing what we're going through until it's too late, until there's a mental break, until there's a hospitalization, until there's an impact on our behavior, until there's a performance conversation? How do we do that? Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's, that's part of the work that I'm trying to do is to start to teach people the tools to start that within their lives now and to be able to shift the structures such that boiling water is no longer the calling card. Because the sad truth is that was my calling card. That was Kim's calling card. That is so many people's calling card. And it's the sad truth. But, you know, honestly, if you get the calling card and respond, first of all, fine, because then once you do, You don't let it get to that point ever again. But in the meantime, it means you've got to be willing to start doing the work for yourself. Here's where it's funny that we don't get this. Do you plug your phone in every day? Every single day. Every single day. How many times a day? Multiple, because I'm, I'm going to keep a charge. Multiple. Why is it that you are not taking that many breaks? Why is it that you are not meditating as many times as you are giving your phone a chance to recharge? We do not give ourselves permission to recharge and resource ourselves in the same way that we do for technology. Like, mm. it doesn't make mm. sense, but that's where that false conditioning, we've conditioned ourselves that, oh, we're on the grind. Oh, we're working hard. That same way you said you used to go. Like, 
I, I've, I've had those conversations where we talk about how busy we are and that's like almost our, see, I'm doing good. See, I'm successful because Absolutely. I am doing all of that versus where I've shifted to learn like, whoa, if I'm working that hard, something's wrong. I yeah, should yeah. not have to be working that hard. So it is time, like there's a mass culture shift that in other parts of the world, they have always gotten. I mean, you know, whether from siesta in certain Latin countries and certain Southern European countries in other parts of the world, there's quiet time, there's recharge, there is rest. We have totally eliminated those complete set of tools, the tools that allow us to authentically recharge, the ones that allow us to reconnect to ourselves, to source, to God, to our higher powers, to be able to be authentically strengthened in a powerful way that we would have much more clarity about this. Mm. But instead, what we have been conditioned to do is to distract. We will go and we Mm. will put on TV, we will put on a game, we will turn on social media, but guess what? That's not recharging. That's not real downtime. It's just distracting Mm. us from getting the rest, the recharge that we need as well as keeping us from getting the clarity. Because here's the other problem. People only make change for two profound reasons. Because they are running from pain or moving towards pleasure. And the Mm. problem is, and this is where society, big corporate America wants, we stay stuck. We, when we stay in these distracted states, we stay in like this zoned out, buzzed out kind of the um, uh, Prozac nation. You know, it's our new Prozac. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. You know, like just kind of zoned out where we're not actually allowing ourselves to feel the depths of true pleasure or true pain. Because if we allowed ourselves to feel true pain of what was going on, we would do something about it. But we're almost afraid to feel the depth of pain in this. Here's where it gets unique for Black folks, because there's like this unconscious knowledge. And I've known this, especially for Black women and Black women deal with it, too, where if I tap into the depth of my pain, we are a afraid like it will never end. I will literally break because it's so much because it's not even all our pain. It is our pain, our mother's pain, our mother's mother's pain, our ancestors. We are still carrying that. And we, at an unconscious level, fear that if we actually tapped into that pain, 
there'd be no stopping. But the truth is, our true power lies underneath that pain. And it is blocking us. We are blocking ourselves from the depths of who we are, the depths of our true power and the depths of our true potential because we have not allowed ourselves to heal from that, to release it, to get it out. Mm. You are amazing. <laughs> Just absolutely amazing. As, as you talk, I got 15 different questions swimming in my head, and none of them were questions I thought about before this moment. So I'm going to ask one now. You, you have talked, actually, I'm going to ask two. You've talked about doing the work, and you've talked about really recharging, right? The care that we take to make sure our phone has what it needs to get through the day, we don't do for ourselves, right? And you know, for, for me, this one hits home, right? You and I have talked about this one. Like, I, I, I get it. For our listening audience who turn on a movie or who hop on social media and scroll and tap in order to get that break, right? To recharge. What does recharge really look like? How do we really learn to take care of ourselves in down moments? How do we really do that? Recharge looks different in multiple. It depends on what you need. There right. is mental recharge. There's emotional recharge. There is physical recharge. There is spiritual recharge. Some of it all, you know, can all be combined. Right. Um, and then sometimes it's their specific things. And so this is where, where I talk about um, doing the work to be in connection with yourself with what you really need. So I'm going to talk about the one-offs and then, but there's ultimate recharges. We have got to get, give ourselves permission to have routines that routinely recharge ourselves in the same way. So it's not always a thing. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you know, I got to do this. It's got to be this whole big thing. It will get easier and easier if you do it on a regular basis. So one, simple, and it's not simple, sleep. Are you actually giving yourself permission to get enough sleep? Now, I know, especially as you get older, and I deal with this, the idea of just getting sleep is not a simple thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> Giving yourself permission to uh, to sleep. Recharge can be... For Mervis Diamond Importers, I'm Ronnie Mervis. Along the edge of the African continent lies an isolated coast where millions of diamonds have been hurled by a volcano into the sea. For centuries, they've been scattered by the waves. Entry to the area is forbidden. 200 miles of coast are guarded by dogs and electric fences. A constant battle is fought against the fierce Atlantic Ocean to harvest the seabed. Giant earth movers shift the beach sand, searching for diamonds. The diamonds that are recovered are excellent. Mervis imports them to DC and for three generations has offered them to you. When you're thinking world-class diamonds, visit Mervis Diamond Importers. You'll be impressed at the amazing beauty of our incredible collection. Mervis Diamond Importers. Mervis means more diamonds, much better quality, and the most value. Mervis is the ringleader for the latest engagement rings and wedding bands. Easy financing is available. For an appointment, 
Go to MervisDiamond.com or call 800-HER-LOVE. That's MervisDiamond.com or 800-HER-LOVE. Um, recharge is physically, there is no person who has any business sitting preferably more than two hours at their desk before your butt needs mm. to get up and even just get around and move. Mm-hmm. Recharge can be as simple as breathing, stopping and breathing for 30 seconds. I prefer five minutes, but anything will do. Closing your eyes and taking a few breaths. I mean, you know this, when I lead, you know, when I lead mm-hmm. groups, a client, anybody, there is not a single person, CEO on down, that when we first get on a phone call, the first thing we are doing is closing our eyes and breathing. Yep. And yep. it is so it is so powerful, especially breath. Breath is actually the only physical system breathing that happens both autonomously and that we can control. It's the only single one. Everything else, if you think about it, all of our systems, they're just running on automatic. Breathing is the one that it if you try and stop yourself, it will force, you will breathe on your own and you can control it. And when you can control it, you not only, you can change your heart rate, heart rate, you can change your metabolism, you can change your body temperature. Like there are powerful things that you can do for yourself just by breathing. Another quick and easy one on recharging is nature. Nature is an instant access to just natural energy, being outside, feeling the sun, being around some trees, walking on some grass, touching an animal, you know, allowing yourself to be in nature is a very, very powerful recharge. Now, here's the caveat. All of those things are simple. You cancel it out when you bring your phone and get in your phone. I'm not saying go sit in a park and look at your phone. Now, we're addicted. We are yeah. addicted. I'm glad you clarified that point, too, because someone would have been out there on their phone thinking, I don't feel any different. And, and list, listeners, one thing I will say is, whether you believe Zuri or not, what I'd ask you to do is wholeheartedly give it a shot, because I think you'll be surprised at the impact it has on you in that moment. Okay, back to you, Zuri. You're, you're way better at this than me. I like the PSA. <laughs> <laughs> It's so true. The other thing, though, I want you to think for yourself and Darius, you and I have had this conversation and for everyone listening. When is the last time you sat and did nothing? Mm -hmm. I mean, truly nothing. There was no media of any sort on. You weren't in any form of a phone. And you just sat. Yeah. And I'm not even getting into, you know, like meditation or anything, but just gave yourself permission to sit. And if you are telling your story right now, because it's a story, it's a bullshit story that we tell ourselves that our mind has been trained to conditioned to tell us, oh, that's not me. I I can't sit. I can't. That's a story. And it's okay. I'm just calling you on it because you've been conditioned to do that. And it will feel uncomfortable at first, but be okay with that discomfort, we think that we have to, I mean, how many times do we hear it's time to start getting comfortable with being uncomfortable? Time to start getting comfortable (laughs) with being uncomfortable. It is so powerful. 
because the discomfort, it is a sign of multiple things happening. It is the sign that you have reached, you know, hit the walls of your comfort zone. And we think that means we've got to retreat back. No, all that means is you're about to expand yourself. So give yourself some grace and love and recognize that. And sometimes if it feels like it's visceral, that's because literally at a neurological and physiological level, you were expanding past something that is beyond what your mind and body knows. And in yoga, and I didn't even tell my full story, picking up, moving to Bali, studying energy, studying yoga, which is all part of what I bring, which is why I'm able to create such quick transformational impact with people. But in yoga, and for anyone who's done yoga or any kind of um, deep strengthening and other things, when you push your body, you will hit a point in your body when you're pushing it and like your body starts to shake if you're doing a pose and you're holding it and like your muscles start shaking or you're lifting and you're hitting that point. It's literally shaking because it's not used to that space anymore. And everything, your mind and muscles and body are reconfiguring and reconforming to that new space. So don't be afraid of the discomfort is what I'm trying to tell you. It's okay every time you are stretching and moving yourself past. Mm. You've talked a lot about the work. You said several times, do the work. For those listening who may need to start doing the work right now, what does that mean? How do they start? Is it is it seeking out you or, or someone who sits in a role like you? Is it, is it taking time to sit quietly and reflect on yourself? Is it, is it sitting down and just being still and being quiet? How do people do the work or, or at least take the first step to get towards the work? So fundamentally, the work is your journey within. Mm-hmm. It's your journey of understanding you of awakening to the deepest part of who you are at a deeper level. It's going past your, it's doing the work so that you're going past your mind and all of its conditioning that live in its mind and recognizing that beyond my conscious level, there's an unconscious, there's a subconscious level Mm -hmm. to me. And what we're believing is true is, you know, coming out and the work is get doing the work, and there's many different paths to that for you to access the deepest parts of you, your highest self. And depending, you know, where you fall, I like saying highest self, that could be your soul, your spirit, you know, whatever you believe about who you really are, but it's accessing that and accessing the parts that need healing. And giving yourself permission to that. Because the greatest thing you can do is understand the depths of who you are. All of the broken pieces, all of the beautiful pieces, all of the jacked up pieces, and loving every single part of that. And that's the work. Because when you can love your broken, you set yourself free. Mm. And that allows you, the work allows you to come into invitation of seeing all the parts of who you are, healing it, loving it, forgiving it, and reuniting it. It does not mean you're going to be perfect. It does not mean you're not going to still have broken parts because I still do the work. All that happens is I still meet parts of me like, whoo, 
Child, look at you over here. Little girl, we still got some stuff to do over here. But I love it now. You know, before I was like, oh my God, this is exhausting. It's peeling an onion. There's always going to be more. Yeah, do you know why there's always going to be more? Because there are always going to be that much more of you. You and your potential is infinite. The work is you to give yourself permission to access the infinite potential of who you are and who and what you were meant to bring into this world. The work is how you do that. The work is how you are empowered to do that. And the work is how you allow yourself to do that with joy, where you can enjoy life in spite of whatever is happening in this world. There is a space, a deeper space of joy that you have access to regardless of any circumstances in life. That is the work. Mm. Listen, I had to make the ugly face on that one. Good Lord. I'm tingling like my body is tingling over here. Like, good night. <laughs> I, I want people to hear this episode right. Well, I guess they are hearing it right now as far as they're concerned. <laughs> but you know what I mean. All right, so I've, I've got one more question and then we'll, we'll move to, toward our close. Now, this might be a bit of a, an abstract kind of question, but I'm going to try to communicate it anyway. We started this episode talking about music, right? Even our wild black shit was kind of based in music. And as we've gone through, you've talked about time with ourselves. You've talked about the relationship with ourselves. You've talked about just taking a moment to sit quietly with yourself, right? And as you were talking about that, I saw things play out in my head, right? And and I'll try my best to bring this to life. But if our lives were a movie, right? And, and I don't mean just a day. I mean, our entire lives were a movie. And we were the director. We were the sound editor. Right? We were the costume designer. When I think about some of the movies that I've watched, some of the most powerful moments inside of movies have been when the director was courageous enough to take all sound away, right? I specifically think about one of the recent Star Wars movies when the cat... For Mervis Diamond Importers, I'm Ronnie Mervis. Along the edge of the African continent lies an isolated coast where millions of diamonds have been hurled by a volcano into the sea. For centuries, they've been scattered by the waves. Entry to the area is forbidden. 200 miles of coast are guarded by dogs and electric fences. A constant battle is fought against the fierce Atlantic Ocean to harvest the seabed. Giant earth movers shift the beach sand, searching for diamonds. The diamonds that are recovered are excellent. Mervis imports them to DC and for three generations has offered them to you. When you're thinking world-class diamonds, visit Mervis Diamond Importers. You'll be impressed at the amazing beauty of our incredible collection. Mervis Diamond Importers. Mervis means more diamonds, much better quality, and the most value. Mervis is the ringleader for the latest engagement rings and wedding bands. Easy financing is available. For an appointment, go to MervisDiamond.com or call 800-HER-LOVE. That's MervisDiamond.com or 800-HER-LOVE. Captain took the ship by herself, and in order to save everyone else, she plummeted into the army that was approaching. And when they did that, they took every bit of sound away from the movie for like 90 seconds. And in that 90 seconds, you don't recognize the sound is gone. But what you do recognize is how you feel 
everything, right? And as you were talking about sitting quietly, that's what played in my head. So in our movies, in our lifetime, as the director of our own film. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Outside of a funeral or extreme sadness, we never turn the sound off, right? We never just sit and let life happen. If you were directing the movie for everyone listening, how and when would you turn their sound down, right? At what moments would you step into your life, your partner's life, my life, anyone's listening and say, you know what, now it's time for your sound to go down for your 90 seconds. When do you do that? Three times a day. Every morning to start the day in the silence. And I would call in in that silence, the space of gratitude. At the hardest part of your day, when you talk about when you're spinning and you are stuck in your spin and can't get control of your thoughts, of your emotions, or what have you, that is when it's time to call in that silence. That is when it's time. When you are spinning out like that, you are not in full control of you. Your mind is taken over and it's spinning out of old patterns, which is why the healing is so important because it helps you break the old patterns that no longer serve you. You need the beauty of that silence, of that space, of stepping outside of yourself to just be able to witness and love and hold yourself for that moment and see the rest of what's there. Mm. And at night, of, and we get stuck and part of why we can't sleep is we feel incomplete and we feel you know, everything else that I didn't get done and everything else that's worrying us. And that's the time to just go on active versus learning to truly, and it's a silence of surrender, and to truly surrender to the moment and space of, I did what I could do today. Can I love myself and accept myself enough that that was all that was meant to happen today and allow that silence to wash over then? Mm. And I know that is easier said than done. And that is why it's so important, just the same way Kim said, of getting help to get support, to learn those skills and tools to practice for yourself and to create it as a practice. And what it really is about is that silence that you're talking about, it's learning how to make it an unconscious pattern for yourself where you automatically are giving yourself permission. And you've got to be willing to give yourself permission to go in that silence because I'm a big force person myself. And so to keep on with the Star Wars, with Star Wars, that silence enters you into the force, enters you into the great void of just pure potential, of just accessing the ether where everything is there and is accessible. You don't have to touch and know what it is, but to just be in that void is what happens. And that's why it's so powerful. And that's why we feel it. Mm -hmm. 
and to the point where that we are going to want to yearn for that. We're like, what is all this chatter? You know, where like I, there's all sorts of things I like to listen to, but I love driving in silence so I can just experience silence. Mm. Listeners, I'm going to, to break rules right now. I'll break the rules of radio and podcasting. I'll break the rule of pretty much any form of audio entertainment. And I, I want you to, to take a second and give yourself that break, right? Zuri is the director. And in this moment, we're going to give you that 90 second moment to think, right? To, to take a moment while you're driving in your car or you're sitting at your desk to just give yourself a break, to, to contemplate where you are. Think about the things that you may need. And you won't hear anything on the line for the next 90 seconds. But no, we're still here and we still got a little more episode. Can I guide but them I, into it? I was going to ask. So absolutely. So please, Zuri, guide them into it. This is your moment. This is your time for space. Provided you're not driving, take a moment and close your eyes. Allow yourself to get comfortable where you're sitting. And take a deep breath in through your nose. And exhale out through your mouth. And do that two more times on your own. And each time as you're inhaling, I want you to give yourself permission to truly just land in this moment for you. Give yourself permission to let go of everything else. And in this moment, as you're exhaling, feel yourself let go. Feel yourself supported knowing that it is okay to give yourself permission to let go. Give yourself permission to be supported, even with just the chair underneath you, but know that you are held and allow yourself to experience what it feels like to just be in this moment. Zuri, that was absolutely amazing. That was absolutely amazing. As we, first off, listeners, now that we're back, I hope that you took something from that exercise. Again, I can tell you from experience, I have gone through similar exercises with Zuri several times before, and they work. You feel something. It takes you someplace. It allows you to tap into something inside of you that perhaps you hadn't in the moments before. Take advantage of it. Take this seriously. Take yourself seriously. Give yourself every excuse and every opportunity to be a better version of who you are. Sounds like I'm closing, because I am. But Zuri, the last thing that I want to do is, with every guest, at the end of the episode, we always give them the microphone to tell the listening audience any and everything that is on your heart to share. The only ask that I have from you while you do this is either at the end or the beginning. Please tell people how they can learn more about you, whether it's your website, your social media pages, 
How can people interact? How can people contact? How can people hire? And the floor is yours. Yes. Well, thank you for that. It's just been a phenomenal, let me just say, it's been a phenomenal time spending this time with you, Darius, as I knew it would be. (laughs) Um, Multiple ways. Follow me on Instagram, ZoriWalkerCoaching.com. I'm always posting powerful, empowering content for you to support you in your day. As I said, um, I have a particular calling and heart in working with Black women. And I created a Facebook group for Black women called The Her Evolution. And just Google The Her Evolution on Facebook. And that is um, a space I go live there every week. We share content. And it really is because it is time for us to evolve not just ourselves, but how we even consider ourselves in our womanhood and evolving to those next levels. So find us there. And if you are interested in wanting to um, learn more about the coaching that I do, I do one-on-one. I'm about to launch a very exciting group coaching program. And I do offer uh, corporate programs as well. Um, check me out on my website, zoriwalker.com. That's Z is in zipper, U-R-I. For Mervis Diamond Importers, I'm Ronnie Mervis. Along the edge of the African continent lies an isolated coast where millions of diamonds have been hurled by a volcano into the sea. For centuries, they've been scattered by the waves. Entry to the area is forbidden. 200 miles of coast are guarded by dogs and electric fences. A constant battle is fought against the fierce Atlantic Ocean to harvest the seabed. Giant earth movers shift the beach sand, searching for diamonds. The diamonds that are recovered are excellent. Mervis imports them to DC, and for three generations has offered them to you. When you're thinking world-class diamonds, visit Mervis Diamond Importers. You'll be impressed at the amazing beauty of our incredible collection. Mervis Diamond Importers. Mervis means more diamonds, much better quality, and the most value. Mervis is the ringleader for the latest engagement rings and wedding bands. Easy financing is available. For an appointment, go to MervisDiamond.com or call 800-HER-LOVE. That's MervisDiamond.com or 800-HER-LOVE. W-A-L-K-E-R, ZuriWalker.com. Zuri, this was, this was a powerful episode. I knew from the moment it started. Hell, I knew. That's why I asked you. Like, I knew what this was going to be about. This one is so needed, and I am so, so, so grateful for you personally, professionally, and is podcastedly a word? If it's not, it is <laughs> It now. is now. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so with that, Wild Black, we out. We love you. Peace. For Mervis Diamond Importers, I'm Ronnie Mervis. Along the edge of the African continent lies an isolated coast where millions of diamonds have been hurled by a volcano into the sea. For centuries, they've been scattered by the waves. Entry to the area is forbidden. 200 miles of coast are guarded by dogs and electric fences. A constant battle is fought against the fierce Atlantic Ocean to harvest the seabed. Giant earth movers shift the beach sand, searching for diamonds. The diamonds that are recovered are excellent. Mervis imports them to DC, and for three generations has offered them to you. When you're thinking world-class diamonds, visit Mervis Diamond Importers. You'll be impressed at the amazing beauty of our incredible collection. Mervis Diamond Importers. 
Mervis means more diamonds, much better quality, and the most value. Mervis is the ringleader with the latest engagement rings and wedding bands. Easy financing is available. For an appointment, go to MervisDiamond.com or call 800-HER-LOVE. That's MervisDiamond.com or 800-HER-LOVE. Five seconds left. And he shoots. He scores! I can't believe it. This is a moment for the history books. Secure the dub you've been craving with big, bold flavors from Firehouse Subs. Like our iconic hook and ladder sub with smoked turkey breast, Virginia honey ham, and Monterey Jack. Order now and score $2 off any sub purchase in the Firehouse Subs app when you enter promo code HOOPS. Limited time offer only on the Firehouse Subs app. Tap the banner now to download the Firehouse Subs app. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.